Next on BYU Sports Nation, live from the Fan Fest in Corona, California. 80 degrees, sunshine, and the who's who of BYU sports. We have a loaded guest lineup from head coach Kalani Satake to BYU basketball star Nick Emery and more. Plus, BYU alum Daniel Summerhays making a charge at his first PGA Tour win. An elimination game day for BYU baseball. Survive and advance. Let's go. Woo! This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Southern California Fan Fest in Corona, California, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live from Corona, California. Welcome to your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Sunny Saturday, June 3rd. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the future host of the Love Connection, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, that ain't happening, but any show that's in Southern California, maybe in Corona, I will host because this is amazing to be here. We've already got a ton of fans here at the Fan Fest in Corona. This is the fourth stop for the Fan Fest, fourth and final, and, and what a place to be. So we were in Las Vegas at the first one, uh, Houston, Davis County, and now here in Southern California. Beautiful weather. Amazing experience. We know that when BYU plays UCLA, it's the Rose Bowl is packed. We're going to have that kind of crowd here today from BYU fans. I'm, I'm excited. And, and Mo Longy is here at the Fan Fest. We actually met him yeah, we, for we the first time. We hung out at time. the same party as him last night. I want a party where Mo Longy parties. That's <laughs> one of my bucket list goals, and now it's checked off. Oh, great stuff. And we invite you to join us on Twitter today. We have a long list of very important people when it comes to BYU sports personalities. The who's who of BYU athletics. Send in your questions for our guests. Just use the hashtag BYUSN and tell us where you're watching the Fan Fest from. Again, it's great to have you with us. And shall we bring on the headlines? It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU baseball survived. They beat Sacramento State 6-1 to in an NCAA tournament elimination game yesterday. Bad the Cats. Bad Cats are set to play the regional's number one seed, Stanford, in an hour. Four Eastern in yet another elimination game. Listen to it live on BYU Radio and the app. Again, that's in about an hour from now. It's also live on ESPN3, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU baseball has won five straight elimination games. Four last week in Stockton at the West Coast Conference Championships. And then yesterday they beat the WAC champ. BYU knows about the WAC. They were in the WAC forever. Uh, Sacramento State. So now it's Stanford. Now it's Stanford. So BYU and Stanford, top of the hour. For those listening to this on BYU Radio, at the top of the hour, that will switch over to baseball. We'll be live for the next two hours on BYU TV. So come hang out with us. Welcome back to Southern California, the city of Corona, hosting the BYU Southern California Fan Fest. We have an A-list guest lineup today, and we're going to start it off with somebody who apparently says uh, he's the head coach of the BYU football team. We'll get to that in a second, but uh, why don't you all rise and shout? It's time for What's Trending for us. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Southern California superstars, as I mentioned. An A-list lineup and led off by the man who claims to have a head coaching connection with BYU football, Kalani Sitake. 
Oh, oh it's Kalani. What's oh, up, man? Coach, coach. I, here I we are. It. Yeah, I've claimed it. So <laughs> You are the head coach. You're one in the books, man. You're two, and here we are in Southern California. Hey, it's beautiful weather and uh, great people, you know, over a thousand shows, and so... Let's go. Let's be honest, though. 1,002, two, which you yeah, made reference two. to during uh, the 1,000 show shout-out. Like, I, this is a big deal. I, I did say 1,002 would be the most memorable one. <laughs> so far of the next 1,000, I would say this is more memorable than yesterday. Yeah, so definitely like, in top five out of the, in the first. I don't know what ep- yesterday's episode was like, but I think we'll outdo it today. Well, Jerem wasn't that's, involved. That's why he thinks oh, today yeah. is Yeah, so it wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> here we are in Southern California. We talked in Las Vegas. You've been to Houston. You've been to Davis County. This is the, the fourth and final Fan Fest. What's it like to come to this part of the country now? Well, it's great. I mean, I, just being able to see the fans is, is you know, I've said before, I, I, I was a fan before I was a coach and a fan before I was a player at BYU. So uh, we have that connection and the, and the guys on our staff and a lot of our players, that's how they grew up. And so it's nice to connect with our fans. And we get a lot of strength and a lot of, uh, you know, passion from those guys. It, it gets to us on the field and uh, hopefully uh, – we can get that thing started early, and that, that, I thought that was beneficial for us last year in the Fan Fest, uh, especially in Arizona, you know, and so uh, if we can get the fans riled up and get ready to rise and shout, we should be good. If Jack DeMooney's on the mic, you know that's going to happen. That's what's happening right now. Yeah, you know, and as long as I can keep my dancing to a minimum, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, he is Kalani Sitake. That's right. <laughs> You can hear Jack DeMooney in the background. Fantastic. It, things are rolling here at the Southern California Fan Fest. Amidst your obligations and all the responsibilities you have as the head coach of BYU football, which is a long list, you have launched a foundation called More to Life. And I'm not sure where you found the time, but it's picking up steam in a hurry. Where did the genesis of that come from? Well, I mean, I, I think we have a, a very interesting platform and um, – we have a, a bunch of guys on our team that are all about service and charity work, and uh, we just needed something to help um, fund it, you know. And and I, I think that it's something that's something that's missing in um, in college football right now. And, and for our guys to get out and be in the community, and um, they're already guys that, that are used to serving anyways. A good number of them serve missions, and so I think it's it's important for us to utilize the pa- platform that we have and help uh, help others you know and, and in return it, it i think it helps our team become a lot closer and keeps them grounded and um that's, that's the stuff that they're passionate about anyways and so that's the mission of the church and everything and so hopefully we can get uh, i've talked to a lot of other coaches and hopefully we can get more people in college football to, to do this and help help the communities around you know around the country and help help people how do you hope to help with this foundation what, what do you hope to accomplish well the main thing is just to be involved with the community and you know we were in harlem and then we were also in um in southern cal we're in la area uh, last weekend and just trying to um, improve the communities and a lot of it is service projects and i know that not everybody can um you know can donate money but uh we we would you know invite the 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 public and community to come serve with us and so if you can't give money um definitely can give time and uh, we can enjoy football but at the same time we can enjoy serving others and helping the community and making life better. I just uh, We've been a lot happier as a group and as a team of uh, being able to do these uh, service projects, and our guys are continually serving, and that's what, uh, like I said, a good number of them have done that for two years, and uh, we just keep the train rolling. We have it on solid account that the Harlem Jets are on board the BYU football <laughs> train. In fact, they were hosting a party for the BYU-LSU game, a watch party, because of that stuff that you did with them and, and the service you provided. So, yeah, it builds relationships that otherwise you wouldn't have. Well, and, and the main thing was, you know, I, I got to spend a lot of time with uh, Lavelle and Patty 
um, especially in the last part of Lavelle's life. And uh, I'd meet with him weekly, and we would talk about the team, but it was uh, the service projects and the charity work that we were doing as a team that would give, you know, he would light up and want to talk about that. And the Harlem thing, he, he served a, a mission there with his wife, and they were able to get some football working in the community, and we wanted to help keep it going and like, keep them excited about, about BYU itself and about a football team. But uh, we're, we've taken on a lot of the projects that Lavelle has done and uh, hope to continue to do more and just want to get out there and help serve. What role does uh, the opportunity to recruit in a f uh, fruitful part of the country like this play? And, you know, you have a fan fest here, and, hey, hopefully recruiting can benefit in some way too, right? Well, I think the main – I mean, the main – point of this is to connect with the fans and um, if we can turn recruits into fans that'd be great I mean we already have a lot of fans uh, that are recruits but um, I think it just when they get to meet the people that's the that's the thing that, that's great about BYU is, and you guys would admit this that the people that are involved especially the fans they're, they're the x-factor in the whole thing and so uh, it'd be good for for um, everyone to meet our our BYU community at all different parts of the, the country and our fans are everywhere. I mean, we've been to Cincinnati and Arizona where we outnumbered the, the home team, you know, and so uh, I think that should be impressive for a lot of recruits to see for themselves. But uh, the whole purpose of this is to connect with our fans and to highlight them and thank them and be involved and be accessible to them. I mean, I told you my goal is to hug every fan, and so I'm hoping <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> so the missionary work's picking up in, like, all different parts of the world, so I don't know if that's going to ever happen. That's a good goal to it's go It's ambitious, yeah. right? A lot yeah. of hugs. It's ambitious. It's, yeah, it's that and world peace. I'm going after it. So <laughs> Two goals at the top, right? Yeah. yeah. Kalani Satake, the head football coach at BYU, with us live from Southern California in the city of Corona at the BYU Fan Fest, the fourth of four Fan Fests. We've talked about the unique national brand and worldwide brand for that matter that BYU and the stretch Y have and networks like ESPN pay attention to that you have a zero week game against Portland State on August 26th ESPN comes in and says hey we want to do that game after a long fast of no football over the summer what do you think that means to BYU football to be able to play your opening game against Portland State on August 26th I think it's great I mean and, and at home and um I think the fans are excited. I mean, you go through that, that drought where there's not a lot of football going on, and, and then we get to play in zero week, and so there's not a lot of football going on even on that weekend. And um, for, for us to get that, that, that spot on, on that network is going to be amazing for us and, and to show our brand and uh, to just show our fans. I mean, I, everyone I've talked to that are opponents or other head coaches have mentioned how great it is being in Provo. Um, now it's a different environment, but that's something that everybody should go through if they if they're a college football fan. And so I, I've heard fans from Mississippi State and other places just say how great it is to be in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And uh, hopefully, you know, in August we'll, we'll be able to get that done and have the, the whole world to see it. You got a bunch of games in the afternoon. Do you care what time of day you play, or do you have a preference? Well, I mean, yeah, of course I have a preference, but I just like the game of football. But I, I, I really don't mind when the game happens uh if it's going to be a double overtime game then i'd like it to be during the day you know so uh, <laughs> mississippi state was quite late yeah, yeah. It, but i mean we'll take it any any time we can and um i think that football is meant to be played both when the sun's up and when when the, when the lights are out so so uh it doesn't really matter just get us an opponent and we'll play it doesn't matter the time but we, i mean i played games at like 10 in the morning before too when i was when we played air force that early so I think that benefits them more than anything, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. 
put them on the schedule and let's go. This fan question in from at DA Holmes asking Coach Satake, how different was your first year as head coach than you expected it to be, and what did you learn from that that you will change moving forward? A lot of things. I mean, that that's uh, the one thing I can tell you is that we love the schedule and we love playing uh, tough opponents right from the beginning. And so I think when you have that, you're able to really assess what your um, – what your weaknesses are and then work on some things um, as you go out the week to week, you know. So uh, I, I look forward to having tough schedules and having tough opponents and whether we're on the road or at home, that, that to me is something that I like having that early in the season. So um, that part is, I mean, from what I've learned from the first year, I, I'm not used to having those type of games right away and, and uh, now it's going to be a, a normal thing, so I'm good with it. What's your number one priority between now and when you start fall camp in late July? Uh, just focusing on the team. And, and right now, they're, um, so they're working hard in the offseason, and they're, they're working hard in the weight room. And the goal is for them to get in shape, but not to be in game shape until we get to the game, right? And so uh, they're really impatient because they want to play and they want to work hard. And, and uh, so it's just trying to just basically plan it out so we're hitting, the, hitting all cylinders at the right time and, um, the last thing we want to do is peak way too soon. So we, we want to work towards it and be in good shape when we get to camp. And by the time the first game happens, we're in perfect shape. So how many days does BYU football have to get in game shape technically? Hit it! Countdown to the Viking. 84 days. 84 days. Perfect. 1984. That was oh, a great that year. Was, oh, that was a good wow. year. Hey, yeah. nice poll, yeah. Jerem. Okay. <laughs> good year. What, wait, what happened that year? Uh, I think Ed Eiston won the national <laughs> championship across country. Kalani, great to have you with us. We appreciate the time, man. You guys are great. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Kalani. Good to see you, man. Work on that tan. Okay. We'll make it work. I'll work on my tan lines. Okay. So. You're no, looking hey, good. The struggle is real, right? You're the farmer's good. tan. Good hey. grief. <laughs> You're not a worker until you get the farmer's tan. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys sit in your tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? Good shade. Thanks, Our, guys. You bet Thanks, you. Thank bud. you, Coach. Up on uh, BYU Sports Nation, defensive lineman Hanson Tanielu on why he's ready for a breakout senior season and Nick Emery of BYU Basketball. How is the culture changing with the parting key players and a new coach on staff? Plus, Molongi's here. Yeah, baby. Always here, baby. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to Corona, California, live from the BYU Sports Nation Fan Fest in collaboration with BYU Athletics. We are on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Join our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Send in your fan questions for each and every one of our guests today. Again, use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Baseball takes on Stanford in an elimination game in the NCAA Regionals coming up at the top of the hour on BYU Radio and the app and ESPN3 as well. Brent Norton on the call. Check that out, top of the hour. So those listening to us now on BYU Radio, baseball's going to take over, but we are live for two hours on BYU TV. In case you didn't know, a party like this, a fan fest like this, takes a huge collaborative effort between the city of Corona and 
Athletics and members of BYU's alumni, not to mention BYU Broadcasting. There's so much that goes into this. And one of the major parts of why this is happening today is Bobby Spiegel, the CEO of the Corona Chamber of Commerce. Bobby, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, you, gentlemen, and welcome to Corona. And we are so honored and privileged that you chose Corona to to have this fest. If you'd like to uh, have us back down here again, I I think that we could be be persuaded uh, to come and hang out in Southern California again. I I have the contract in my briefcase. (laughs) We'll get it signed because you guys are on radio. we're, We're live on this. So, yes, we want you back. We also have uh, Chad Willardson, uh, who you work closely with, Bobby Spiegel, uh, a BYU alumnus and member of the Cougar Club and Corona resident. Uh, can you explain what uh, what you guys sure. did to pull this off? Well, you know, Chad is a, a member of the Chamber of Commerce. He's got his own business. As well, he's an elected official here. We have six elected uh uh, individuals in our city of Corona. We have five city council members and we have one city treasurer. Chad happens to be our city treasurer. So he uh, gives back to the community in multiple ways and not just through his business and the donations and through his church, but he also uh, gives back in, in numerous ways through the chamber and philanthropic. So he contacted me and he said he's got this idea. He'd like to have this fan fest move from Southern California more towards the Irvine area up to Corona. And what could we do to put it together? Now, generally, we don't take a political stance on this show, but hey, if, if you want to vote for Chad, then I could probably get on board with that. I, I don't know. Just saying. Chad, Chad's good for another three and a half years, so he's okay. He's okay so. what, what was the process like of uh, planning this? And then I know this isn't just a BYU event, per se. This is a, kind of a citywide event. Exactly. For you. And, and thank you. Because, you know, when, we, when Chad brought this to me, I thought, well, okay, is it just you know, we asked all those questions. And really, we have to give a shout out to our city departments from our uh, parks and recreation to the city management, the entire team. They pulled together to say, "Okay, how can we make this happen? And there's rules and regulations to prevent, you know, chaos and stuff. But when when we look at things and we realize BYU, I mean, how chaotic could it be? Look at how organized it is. Look how beautiful it is. And look at the crowd that's already here. We're only within the first 20 minutes of, of this event. So. I'm very pleased over it, but i got to give a shout-out to the city departments that work so diligently on this. And, and a, a big shout-out to this guy right back here, Chad. Uh, you know, Chad Willardson is a man of his word and integrity. Uh, he, he just, he's a cougar. Says he's a cougar, yeah. There you go. Synonymous. So, yeah, so he is, uh, he's put a lot of effort into it, a lot of heavy lifting by him, a couple of phone calls from me, um, and then we just kind of put some things together. We've got some food trucks here and uh, – some great, great entertainment that's going to happen for you guys. And uh, we, we do want you back. This is just, I would like you just to call this the inaugural event because I'd like it year <laughs> after year after year. Sounds great to me. And we can grow this thing to, to even bigger and better things. But I do want to do a shout out to the, all the community. This is not just a BYU event. This is an event that, you know, if you've got kids and you want to get them around some uh, great team players and, and some great family values, this is the place to be. Being of the Jewish faith, I totally get it. I understand we want to we want to kind of meld everyone together. Come here to see just how BYU parties, because this is exceptional. This is a great thing that you would never be shy to bring your kids to, your grandkids, neighbors. Everyone should come on down here in droves and, and just enjoy the day. And the nation is watching. Bobby, Chad, we thank you for your time and your efforts. Uh, huge effort, and uh, we're lucky to be here. So thank you very well, much. Thank you Thanks, for guys. helping provide a, a strong uh, local economy too for us. So thank you. You Appreciate got it. it. Yeah. Bobby Spiegel, CEO of the Corona Chamber of Commerce, helping organize what he hopes is an inaugural event. Would you be okay uh, with that, Jeremy? Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to take a part of that economy at the food trucks right after the show. I can promise you that. 
<laughs> I will contribute to that. Join us on Twitter. Send in your questions for our guests and use the hashtag BYUSN. If you want to ask something to one of our A-list guest lineup. And Nick Emery's up next. Nick's, send in the tweets. Nick's coming on. Yeah, hashtag absolutely. Hashtag BYUSN. That's how you get involved and uh, get on the show today. Uh, we do have a moment, Jerem, uh, to mention uh, a few other BYU Sports Nation headlines while we get Nick set up. Yeah, if you didn't hear, Dennis Pitta re-injured his hip with the Baltimore Ravens. That's a real bummer because that's likely a career-ending injury. And so that's, that's a bummer. Um, Dennis has been a tremendous BYU Cougar in the NFL. 86 catches last year. Hope, hopefully he's doing okay because at this point you're like, I want you to be able to walk normally after yeah, football, yeah. let alone catch 86 balls for the Ravens. Like, Hopefully Dennis is feeling okay. So shout out to Dennis Pitta. Absolutely. We love Dennis Pitta. Uh, also, PGA Tour news. Daniel Summerhays is rolling at the Memorial Tournament. Coming into today, he was five shots back of the leader, Jason Duffner. Daniel Summerhays has never won a PGA Tour event. And uh, last I checked, he was two shots back. What is, what's the update now? Is he's there... in second, and he's 10 under through seven. Okay. So, so Jason he's... Duffner still in first. Looks like Daniel Summerhays in second place. At the Memorial. And I, and I was just out. I, I didn't play that course, but I know Brian Santiago got to play that course. Of course Brian Santiago when we were got at to the play NCAA that course. we were at the championships for men's volleyball, boom. That is an amazing <laughs> situation there. Coming Thanks up for we'll the invite, Brian. Yeah, coming up, we'll <laughs> tell you what Ben Patch did with USA men's volleyball as well. Some big things happening today on this Saturday in June. It's nice to be relevant in the middle of the summer, isn't it? Or I guess the middle of the spring. When does summer start again? Who it cares? doesn't matter. It's sunny. Joining us now is basketball star and junior guard Nick Emery. Nick, Let's welcome back Nick to Emery. Sports yeah. Nation. Yes. Woo. Good there to be go. here. You know, Southern California is not a bad place to hang out and celebrate the Y, right? Oh, it's not bad at all. Yesterday we were at the beach and hanging out and got some sun. We have that, that Utah, that whiteness, you know, but <laughs> it's good to be out here. You, you've traveled the country with the basketball team the last two seasons. You've seen the impact of BYU across the country, but what it's like to – what is it like to come to a fan fest like this out of the state and have hundreds and then into the thousands of fans? Oh, it's awesome, you know, to, to have our fans, and especially for the WCC, we play here in front of our fans here in California, and to be here and to interact is, is a special feeling. And, you know, I've said this before, but we have the greatest fans in the, in the nation for sure. Everywhere we go, it's a home game, and, uh, you know, it, it's fun to, to interact with these guys. Uh, we saw you at a party last night uh, hanging out with a bunch of BYU athletes and coaches and personalities uh, along with Mo Longy. Did you get a chance to post Mo Longy up uh, with a little one-on-one uh, -on -one basketball? <laughs> he was posting up uh, little Isaac. He's probably like <laughs> three feet tall, and I was, I was a little scared for him thinking he was going to hurt him or something. But, no, that, that dude is – that's a big dude. There's a lot to talk about with BYU basketball, and most of which is exciting. But let's talk about Eric Mika. So what was your initial reaction when you heard he was going to go pro? You know, I'm I'm so excited for Eric. I have been his best friend for for a while now, and uh, you know that's been our goal is to always go pro. And you know, for Eric to have that opportunity to go pro and to to show what he's all about is it's huge. You know, and obviously, if I if I was selfish, I I would want him to come back. But you know, as his brother, I I wish him the best. And uh, you know, it's cool. He, he's doing really well in his workouts, and uh, hopefully, he can he can get a contract this year. And you're a good friend, and you're a good teammate. But was there a little disappointment? Hey, we're going to play three years together. It was only one year. How did, how did you feel well, about are, that yeah, What part? are the emotions like? That's got to be hard because you want him to succeed at the same time. Oh, get, totally, yeah. yeah. And you want him to succeed. And, you know, we had an all right year last year. You know, we, we thought, you know, we're going to mature a lot this year and get a lot better. And then Eric decided to take that route, which is totally fine. You know, it's, 
I don't think it's not going to hurt us. Um, he obviously would have helped us, but you know we'll, we're we're getting mature and we're going to be better this year. Nick Emery with this junior guard for BYU basketball. Can you believe that? I say junior guard. That's crazy. You're isn't here. It? You're, yeah. you're an old man now on the BYU basketball program. That's right. <laughs> what are your expectations for your junior year? To be a lot better than my first two years. You know, it's a uh, it's a process, and you got to learn and continue to grow as a player and uh, as a person and. You know, we're looking forward to this year, and we've got a lot of guys coming back with Zach Silius and uh, Ryan Andrus and all those guys, and got a couple guys coming in. So it'll be a good year. I think Cougar fans should be excited. Well, uh, what kind of difference have you seen Heat Stroyer make already? I know you guys kind of get all together in the summer, so right now it's a little informal if I understand correctly, but how is Heat Stroyer making a difference already? Definitely. He's a stud. He's been coaching 20-plus years and has, has brought a new blood into the system and will kind of get us amped and, and get ready for a new year for sure. But he's a great guy, and we're looking forward to having him coach us this summer. He's got a great ability to, you know, get after guys, but not do so in like a super condescending way. It's it's a new energy, like you said. Uh, what's your interaction been like with him in a one-on-one basis as the new assistant coach? He is super positive. That's all I can say. You know, he's always looking after what he can do to help us. And, uh, you know, he, like I said, he's the new blood. He's going to it's a new excitement almost for every single guy, and it's not kind of the same feel that was last year, but it's a new feel, and you know, hopefully we can just all stay healthy this summer and continue to get better. You mentioned last season. You said it was an all-right season. Uh, how did last season maybe uh, help you guys get motivated this offseason to be even better next year? Definitely. Well, like you said, I'm already a junior, you know. <laughs> I remember being a freshman. Um, but it, it's also you, you want to be motivated to become your best, and uh, – you know, obviously we were on. It was unfortunate how some we let some games go last year, and uh, you know that's not going to happen this year. We're not going to let it happen, and uh, we're going to prepare and be better prepared for this year. Now, to your credit, you kind of transitioned your role as the season went along, and depending on the matchup, and you became one of the defensive stoppers. What do you see your role being in year number three as more of a scorer, or do you kind of like that defensive transition? <laughs> well, first off, when you have a brother like mine. That just gets after me after defense. It's kind of hard not to be good at defense, you know. But, <laughs> you know, this year was up and down. I was I scored 37, then I have two. You know, it was kind of up and down, and it was unfortunate. But it's a uh, it's a process. You know, I I just want to win, and that's my main goal. And whatever it needs to happen, I, I'm going to do to win. This summer's a little different than last because if you want to go shoot, you have your own building. You didn't have that last year. So how does the YMCA or the Merritt Center annex? It's how has that made a difference? It's pretty incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, just to be able to go in and not be able to kicked out or, uh, you know, it, it's good, and it's a good thing for our future uh, and the, the players coming in, and it's a good recruiting tool. But, you know, it, it's it's nice. You know, you can go in any time of day to get shots up, and it, it's fast, and it's, uh, it's a great building, great-looking building. Yeah, and, and I love that there's, like, a TV screen in the middle of the gym. <laughs> so you just put on whatever – Music or TV show you want to oh, shoot totally. around, right? Yeah, I, I, I normally put on golf, you know, watch like, really? Summer Haze, Jordan Speed. <laughs> kind of just relaxes me, and I yeah. think about just making shots, so it's good. I wouldn't have guessed golf. That wouldn't have been the first thing that I would have guessed, so that's good. I like to relax a little bit, you yeah. know? you got to relax when you play basketball. What yeah. Jerem's really thinking is you don't watch BYU Sports Nation Wait, what? Yeah, we, know, we know that it's just tuned in live there. <laughs> By the way, Daniel Summer has tied for first now at 11 under at the Memorial. There you so go. there's your boy. See? Daniel Summer. He's your guy. Somebody turn on the PGA Tour at the BYU Marriott Center Annex. Besides continuing to watch this yeah, program. Of course. Duh. Of course. There are multiple <laughs> screens in that building. Nick Emery with us at BYU Basketball. 
you mentioned that you feel like this team is not going to slip up in previous instances that you have against teams that you feel like you should beat in the West Coast Conference. And you bring back a lot of experience from a very young team. Yourself, TJ Haas, Yoli Child, Zach Selyus, Elijah Bryant. Obviously, you, you lose Eric Mika. Who do you expect to step in at that big position and make an impact along with all of you guys that are coming back with experience? You know, obviously we got we have Ryan Andrews coming back from the mission, but I really think that we're going to be small this year, and, and Yoli Childs is going to be huge at that position. You know, he's big enough where he can guard a five, and he's athletic enough where he can he can finish over those guys. And uh, you know, each person's going to have their role on the team, and we got to we got to play that role individually. And I think if we do that as a collective effort, that we're going to have a successful season. What's the schedule like right now before you guys all get together at the end of the month? So spring we have off as a, as a team, so obviously we have individual workouts. Um, but we start June 26th, and that's when conditioning and scrimmages start, and we're going to be together as a team and, you know, become a good team. You know, that's that's the time that we, we put in the work, and it's brutal, but it's, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. Nick, it's good to catch up, man. It's been a long time. It's been a while, hasn't it? That's what I thought, too. Yeah, yeah. We need to do this again and not wait such a long time. That's right. We'll do it. <laughs> and we're in Corona, California. I'm not, I'm not signing great. a board or something with the, the Ute flag. Or <laughs> Still one of my favorite moments. That's, that's, that's an Easter egg on the set. That's an Easter egg on the set. It really is. <laughs> Nick, thanks for the time, man. Right, thanks, guys. Up next from Southern California, six foot four inch Emily Lewis of BYU Women's Volleyball. She's tall. Did you know that? Is she related to Chad? Maybe. But first, BYU football's handsome Tanielu on the strength of this 2017 defense. Stay with us. Good luck and do it. Welcome back, sports friends, to Southern California, the city of Corona. Oh, yeah. Site of the BYU Fan Fest on June There's a lot of fans here. Look at this. It's Saturday. It's sunny. Look at all these people. Loaded with Southern California stars. They're waving their hands in the air. Yes. And they just don't care. Oh, my goodness. That's the best thing that you will do the entire two-hour show today. That poll Thanks right for there. that vote of confidence. No, you, hey, listen, <laughs> that's going to be tough to beat. That's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. If, if, if you missed anything from the first half an hour-ish of our show, including Welcome. head coach Kalani Satake, who uh, says he's in charge of the BYU football team. Um, he is in charge. Yeah. Have you seen him? Yeah, he's in no, charge. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, download the podcast. This will be available for you on demand anytime, anywhere. Watch it on the BYU TV app, the BYU radio app, and, of course, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn. It's all available for you. That's right. Hey, the Batcats, top of the hour, BYU radio, the app, ESPN3. They play Stanford, elimination game, NCAA regionals. Do not miss it. That is live in 24 minutes. Our next guest, appropriately named, handsome, Tanielu. Defensive lineman for BYU he football. Handsome. He is right? handsome fella. Number 92 on the set. Handsome, good to have you back on the show. I'm happy to be here. Are you really happy oh, to be course, here? Of course, man. I can't. <laughs> Last time we talked, we talked about food, so let's talk games. That we time. did. You remember that was on the, <laughs> was on the practice field, <laughs> That's right. right? I remember. Yeah, it was yeah. during the season. Handsome, uh, what's this experience like overall for you and your teammates when you get to come down here and, and see all of this support for BYU? Uh, it just uh, puts everything to a really good perspective in the sense of the saying of every game's a home game, so everywhere we go, there's some fans, and it feels great. So it's, it's just good to be able to see all the people that support us and meet them personally. So and see, you know, all their kids and, you know, how excited they are, and it's just uh, 
gives uh, good memories, and I'm just ready to get back in the Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Just so. warm up your hands so you don't get riders cramp after oh, all the autographs. No kidding, man. But uh, it, you get used to it. It's probably good for me. Yeah. <laughs> 84 days until the first game. Last year, you played with an elbow injury. What was the injury, and how did you play through that? Um, I tore the UCL in my inside of my elbow. Um, I just kind of went through it. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with my parents already bought the tickets to the Arizona game, so I was like, I, I got to just play with it. So, um, and then I put a brace on yeah, and just went. Yeah, it pretty much. I couldn't straighten out my arm, but uh, it it held me back a lot. But uh, this year I don't have the problem, and uh, working on it on the off season. So this year will be the the year that I make it happen. So. Yeah, you let's see your arm straight. Let's see it. Yeah, it's, You're it's good. Def- okay, there he can straighten out his arm, yep. and that's a big arm. Yeah. That's crazy as a defensive lineman not to be able to extend your arm fully and still perform at a Division one level. And that, that's why, you know, you said a few times, like, look, this is going to be another level for me my yeah. senior year. What else are you doing to prepare yourself for that so you have that breakout season you want? Well, um, just getting, spending a lot of time with our strength coaches and uh, – especially that that I feel like that's going to separate us from others and not just me just all of our whole team we're we're doing so well and our coach Satake is really emphasizing on on just getting bigger getting stronger getting faster and just making sure that you know we our bodies will hold up and you know with the tough schedules that we have especially in the years to come it's just important that we emphasize that off-season training and so and you know for me it was just being an interior defensive lineman is just important, you know, to have use all your weapons, which is your arms, you know. And, um, you know, last year we had some guys that kind of had, you know, an injury similar to mine, and so it was just kind of hard to have a huge impact for a lot of us. And so um, p- playing with one arm was definitely a, kind of a holdback. Good grief. Yeah, and, and you know, you got two 300-pound guys that are trying to demolish you and, and trying to push you back. And, then, you know, at the same time, you got Coach Kafusi and Coach Tiaki over there, like, pressuring, hey, hold yourself, hold yourself. But, you know, it's, you know, at, at the end, you know, I realized what we had to do and, and, you know, it ended up working out, so. One of your fellow defensive linemen is Mo Longy. And I, I there was a video, apparently, of you guys hanging out at the beach playing Frisbee. Yeah. We just tweeted that out. What's it like to hang out with Mo Longy? And, and is he as big as you thought he yeah, would be? I, I can't tell you how I, – I don't like walking next to him anymore because he just – it really makes me feel really small. You're not a small <laughs> man. This I is know. what uh, – it's like for us to stand next to you. Yeah, now you yeah, know. Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> – uh, it really does shock me. I actually have to look up at him and – we were yesterday. We were playing uh, when we were at the one of the houses that we were at, staying at. We we're playing basketball, and uh, he wasn't meaning to box me out the way he did. But man, I never felt such a strong elbow in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to put him somewhere like an offensive line. He, he, Tanner would definitely appreciate him for sure. But I, I think yesterday was uh, spending time with Mo and you know com- him coming from Thonga and getting off his mission. Just like a good experience for for everyone and i think a lot of people love to meet him and, and see him I mean, he has a really good personality he's a good guy this byu defense coming off a really good year statistically in terms of not giving up very many points and turning the ball over a lot but you lose the likes of harvey Longy, who is now with the new england patriots saitautu with the saints logan taele graduated those are three big names they combined for 11 very influential sacks so who who needs to step up? What guys are going to step up on the defensive line and, and will be saying their names this year? 
Uh, well, definitely I'd have to step up for myself. I didn't really come out the way I needed to come. And I, I'm gonna, um, for me personally, I, I just have a lot to prove. And uh, I feel like that first, you know, five, six games will definitely be the time for me. And being my senior year, I need to come out and, and just go and have fun and enjoy it. And I feel like another two people that you guys need to really watch out for is uh, we have Kesney Tausinga. He's kind of unspoken hero. He, you know, he played a lot last year, but, you know, not too many people know who he is. And I feel like a lot of people are going to start hearing him. He's a senior as well. And uh, we also have uh, Tavita Monga, who's also going to be putting down some time. And I feel like in the in interior, we're, we're pretty good. And, you know, we have some guys coming back that played like Trajan Peely and Corbin Kafusi, and, you know, they all did their part. And so I feel like this year we, we you know, we do have to refill some, some of those gaps. And, you know, with Travis and Logan gone in the inside and them being able to show and pave that path for us. And along with Harvey and Cy, you know, we just – I feel like when things get out of place, there's definitely someone there to, you know – put it back together and I feel like this is the year that I feel like we have a lot of young guys that you guys will learn and they make all of our seniors and juniors look really small and you guys are you guys are in for the next four years for some really good defensive linemen and that goes to thanks for uh, Coach Itake and Coach Tiaki and recruiting some of the best. Yeah. All right, handsome. Go get something good to eat, man. Oh, yeah. You oh, survived yeah. the interview. There's you, a lot of good things it. to eat here. Yeah. You've earned it. Yeah, actually, I'm cutting off of those steaks this year, you know. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I, I told you guys last year how much I ate, so this year I feel like um, one thing I'm going to do better is not eat so much when I leave, you know. <laughs> traveling. You know the traveling food. It's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It'll get you. It's tough. Oh, yep. man. Brigham will feed you right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is not an issue in yeah. this school. That's right. <laughs> Handsome, thanks for the time, oh, man. My pleasure. Thank Looking you. forward to a great season. Up next, Jill Van Mierlo of BYU Women's Gymnastics. What's the next step for a program that, quite frankly, is on the rise? And Emily Lewis of BYU Women's Volleyball. What's the road to a sixth straight Sweet 16 like on June 3rd? Use the hashtag BYUS and send in your questions for all of our guests. This is BYU Sports Nation live from Corona, California. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio City Corona. Yeah. With your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. This is the BYU Sports Fan Fest in Southern California. Generally, we do this show on weekdays, but today is a Saturday. And so, and we are in the park, like Chicago sang about. If you want to watch this, all you got to do is go on demand on any of our apps, any platforms, and you can enjoy yeah. all of this at your leisure. That's exactly right. Baseball taking on Stanford, top of the hour, as we mentioned. 14 14 minutes minutes away. Cardinal and Cougars on BYU Radio and the app, ESPN3 as well. An update on Daniel Summerhays in the memorial, at the memorial. Tied for first, 11 under. He's 2 under for the day. So Daniel Summerhays bringing it in Dublin, Ohio. He's playing with Jason Duffner, who started today five shots in the lead. Now they are dead even. Daniel Summerhays has been in a playoff, a three-man playoff, but has never won a PGA Tour event. This could be the one. This He's trying be to the make one, history for uh, himself on the PGA Tour. Joining us now, 
the fabulous Emily Lewis of BYU Women's Volleyball. You're listed in an opposite, but you can play a lot of positions, Emily. I mean, what, what position would you prefer to play on the volleyball court? I think Mary needs to watch out. I'm actually trying to go for libero this <laughs> It's about time someone put <laughs> some pressure on her. You know what I mean? I know. She's my roommate. I just tell her every morning, watch out, Mary. <laughs> I can get down there. I, I can dig <laughs> yeah. some volleyballs. Let's go. Whatever man. you want me to do. To me, the women's volleyball team has set the gold standard kind of for all the programs on campus in terms of every year we're going to be crazy, consistent, and nationally relevant and good. Five straight Sweet 16s. What's it like to be a part of that program? Yeah, that's nice of you. Um, it's been awesome learning so much from the girls, and we learn from each other. It's a good time right now of just growth and getting in the gym a little bit if we can for open gym, and then just workouts three times a week is good. So I just feel lucky to be here. Is there good, is that good pressure? I mean, every year you're like, we were in the Sweet 16 last year again. We're trying to do it again. Yeah, good pressure. I don't think we feel it too much. Not really bad pressure, just excited. And, hey, we want to do it. The seniors helped us do last year and just keep the tradition going. What's been the best part of this Southern California trip for you personally? Oh, man, the Ords, they're awesome. They fed us well yesterday, tacos. And just hanging out with the other athletes is so fun. So it's been good. Uh, did you go to the beach too? Yeah, the beach was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Little spike ball. Nick Emery gets pretty competitive. So, so I, I would have <laughs> never thought that from him. I know. Who would have thought he yeah. gets competitive? It's pretty passive generally. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing about being Chad Lewis's daughter? Oh, my. Um, I don't know. This it's is fun the toughest to question you're going to have to or answer Or Michelle's today. daughter. She, hey, she was I know. Michelle's too. pretty cool, really too. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun being here with him, having him work here. I guess some people are like, oh, I wouldn't go to college with my dad, but it's fun seeing him often and every day and coming out here or going to China with him. It's all really fun. Is there a point where you're better than him athletically at something? Like, oh, are yeah. you better at spiking a ball? or? Yep, I can definitely spike better than him. I can play tennis better than him. Pretty soon I'll catch better than him. We'll see. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. I want to see this. I like that yeah. confidence. Yes, <laughs> Emily Lewis, BYU Women's Volleyball with us on BYU Sports Nation. What kind of role do you expect to play next year with uh, the graduation and departure of two really good middle blockers, Amy Boswell, Whitney Young-Howard? And, of course, I, I mentioned that you're listed as an opposite, but what, what, where do you fill in in this team next year? We'll see. I kind of fill in wherever. I'm doing both right side and middle right now to try to – we're just kind of learning to see what the team's going to do without Amy and Whit, who are really good and, and so awesome for us. But right now I'm playing mostly middle, and we'll see how that goes. Maddie and I are both here. We're both middles. And, um, yeah, just go wherever they want me to go. We'll see. When's the last time you saw uh, your head coach, Heather Olmsted, smile? Oh, actually, um, Thursday night. No, Tuesday night was Amy's wedding. And, yeah, she was smiling the whole time. You, she just was wow. smiling on you, Jim. I know. I know. <laughs> just you. She just got her game face on, you know, all the she's time. Pretty she's pretty intense, in the zone. but always she, happy. We always mess with her because she's like, what? I smile all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, she well, wins a lot. She has so beautiful it's easy teeth, to too. She's got to keep yeah, smiling. That's the thing. Yes, <laughs> exactly. She's from Santa Barbara. Yeah. That's right. Our she way. is from Santa Barbara. She's, She's going, going to join us, join us Monday. on Monday, yeah. unless you've offended her. Well, I'll just take a sick day or whatever. <laughs> you know what? She just doesn't come <laughs> Oh, anymore. my kid's sick. Ah. <laughs> what did the match in the Sweet 16 against Texas do last year for you and your teammates to motivate you to get ready for a new season? Yeah, that was a tough one. Being there was heart-wrenching because it was so close, and we had game point a couple times, but after we met with Craig Manning afterwards, we just got so excited for, for next year and how are we going to build on that and how are we going to feel this again but feel it differently and win it and keep going. So I think it's totally driving us in this off season right now. What's the schedule like right now as you get ready for Hey, it's June, July. You play in August. I know. It's coming. 
So we don't know our schedule for next year, but just open gyms mostly in the mornings or Tuesday, Thursday afternoons when we can get in any gym. Our court just got redone, so we haven't been able to use the Smithfield House, but we're excited to use the new court and um, just lifting hard and conditioning and so it'll be a good summer just and prepping for it. It's the court. The court was redone, not just the paint? Right. The okay. court, they shaved down the wood, and it's Ooh, all smooth and nice. Okay. They said it hadn't been done since the 70s, so we're loving it. Wow. I know. It's awesome. It's been pretty good since the 70s in there, though. I know. Yeah. 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 It's, it's high quality. Emily, thanks for the time. It's great to talk to you. Um, and uh, say hi to Mary Lake for us, okay? <laughs> I will. You know, yeah. I, I know she takes a lot of credit as being, you know, the jokester, but I think you could you could fill you can hold a your fill own. Role I, like, I, I think you the could be the tallest barrel in the country. <laughs> I really think that. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you, <laughs> Emily Lewis, uh, middle blocker and libero. Libero opposite outside hitter. Six position player. Santa Barbara had a six five libero a couple years ago. Austin Kinchy. Holy cow! Jill Van Mierlo of women's gymnastics will join us next. She's leading a program on the rise. She's not six four. BYU Sports Nation live from Southern California at the Fan Fest in the beautiful city of Corona. What's Mid up, Cougar 80s, fans? Sunshine yeah. and thousands of BYU fans all around us. There's autographs. They're much more food. tan than the people we hang out with normally. I, I don't understand why. Yeah, that's true. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Update from Daniel Summerhays on the PGA Tour. He is tied for first with Jason Woo! Duffner at the Memorial Jack Nicklaus's tournament. 11 under par. Good luck to Daniel Summerhays as he pursues his first, what would be his first PGA Tour win. Joining us now is Jill Van Mierlo, a standout gymnast for BYU. Coming off a great season, a season where, in my opinion, you exceeded expectations. You lost an all-world performer in Mackenzie Halliday. You bonded together, put up your highest score in 10 years. I mean, that was a fun season for BYU Gymnastics. Yeah, it was so fun. We made it to regionals and got the highest score that we had in 12 years. So that was a big accomplishment. And now we're just back in the gym, working hard, getting ready for next season. Hits and sticks. That's right, hits Always. and sticks. We're still working on our sticks. Guard every day is like, work on your sticks. So... It's super fun. Can we get a T-shirt, please? Hits and sticks. Yeah, I think we need to make that. It has to happen. It has to happen. I'll make it happen. (laughs) I will make it happen. It's like a statue of Brigham Young, but it's got guard's face. Yeah. I think we can do this, right? I think, yeah, I'll make it happen. That's awesome. You're from San Clemente. I am. Not too far away. What's it like to be back and have all these BYU fans? It's so fun. It's so fun to see people that I know. And last night we were at a donor's house that I grew up with. So it's just been a blast being home. So. What's the next step for BYU Gymnastics? You mentioned great regional score. You finished fifth there. It just felt like, especially as the season progressed, like when you got into March, man, you hit a – you were rolling as Mm -hmm. a team. So what's the next step for BYU Gymnastics? I think the next step is to come out in our first meet stronger than ever, set the tone for the season, and then um, obviously make it to regionals out of the conference competition and – then make it to nationals this year. We That's our really big goal this year is to make nationals, and I think we can do it. We have um, 10 amazing freshmen coming in, which is a really big group. It's wow. crazy. But we're so excited. They're coming in for the summer, and so we'll get them in the summer to practice and get to know and uh, have team bonding. So I think that's super important that they're coming early, and we're really excited. Getting to nationals is a big deal. In fact, your boyfriend, Rory Linkletter, is in nationals. (laughs) He is. What's it like to see him excel at that level and and see what he can do next week, right, at uh, Tracktown USA? It is 
so inspiring to like be with someone that is so dedicated and motivated and he just won't give up for anything so and he's planning on big things there in Eugene so we'll see what happens and in the last two years, we've hosted the Y Awards, three years, I guess. But the last two years, Rory has tweeted at us during the show, like, yeah, because you why are we the Power Five couples? You guys don't make us the power couples. <laughs> we don't do the list. But then you should change it, like, when you're in there and be like, oh, I don't see Jill and Rory on there. Well, now we will. Okay. Hey, my o- my we've, only we've noted it. My only it, it's issue It's only is taken, like, four years, <laughs> three or four years. My only That's issue fine. is that he sent us a photo, tweeted us a photo during the show of you two kissing. I don't need pictures of you two kissing. There's <laughs> plenty at of, me. There's plenty of photos that you guys can find on Instagram of us. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk to the people oh. that make the list. Next yeah, year. seriously. All right, Jill, we wish you the best of luck as Thank you move you. forward to another season, basically in uh, your hometown, close to San yeah, Clemente. Really awesome. cool yeah. and uh, great work last year. Thank you. Look. Expect big things. Oh, We're that, planning we on it. We that will. we are. Awesome. Of note, BYU Radio will begin coverage of the BYU baseball game at the top of the hour. You can listen there. Continue watching from the Fan Fest during hour number two from Corona, California. We'll keep you up to date not just with BYU baseball and what they're doing against Stanford in another elimination game, but what Daniel Summerhase is doing on the PGA Tour. Oh, yeah, we've got a ton more interviews. An hour well. two, baby. Don't go away. Cougar Tales and BYU Sports Nation up next. If some BYU Sports Nation is good, more is better. Welcome to Hour 2 from the Southern California Fan Fest, live from Corona. BYU football defensive stars Troy Warner and Butch Pau, plus an update from BYU baseball as they try and stay alive in the NCAA tournament. And a former Cougar trying to make history on the PGA Tour. And what did Penn Patch do with Team USA Volleyball today? It's good. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Southern California Fan Fest in Corona, California, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What it is, hour two from Corona, California at the BYU Fan Fest, your day-to-day play-by-play in SoCal. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's great to have you with us on a Saturday for a special two-hour edition of the show, I'm Spencer Linton, yeah, teamed up with Rally Monkey collector Jerem Jordan. We went to the Angels game last night, and we were given the Rally Monkey, but wearing a shark costume, so it's a shark Rally Monkey, which makes no sense. <laughs> and so I'm a Mariners fan, so I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Give uh, it to my daughter. Yeah. Scribble out the Angels. Thing. Yeah. There's some Angels draw, fans around here, probably. Draw a Mariners logo on I'll it. I'll put for a Mariners you. sticker okay. on it or something. Yeah. And exactly. You're making some enemies right now. <laughs> Let's catch you up to date with the latest headlines. BYU baseball beat Sacramento State yesterday in an elimination game. BYU and Stanford live on BYU Radio right now, the app, and on ESPN3. Of course, we'll keep you up to date with each and every prominent headline from that game through hour number two of this show. Dennis Pitta dislocated his hip for the third time in the last five years yesterday. This time it could be a career-ending injury for the Baltimore Ravens tight end and one of the greatest tight ends who's ever played for BYU. Pitta set a Ravens uh, franchise record for a tight end, 86 catches last year. Best of luck to Dennis with whatever happens with this. Daniel Summerhays tied for first place at 11 under par at the Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio. That's Jack Nicklaus's tournament. Summerhays two under today through nine holes in round three. Zach Blair, also of BYU folklore, one under today. He's two over total after three rounds, tied for 59th. Daniel Summerhays trying to win his first PGA Tour event. He's been close. This might be it. And we'll keep you updated throughout the show. And Ben Patch led Team USA 
in Serbia today against Canada. 17 kills in a five-set loss to Canada. Jake Langlois also had four kills, two blocks, and an ace. The U.S. plays Belgium and their waffles tomorrow. How about the BYU guys on a young team How about USA all over getting the world. some serious reps? All over the world. Joining us now from Southern California in BYU Sports Nation is one of the local guys, Troy Warner, back and ready for what will be his sophomore football season with the Cougars. Troy, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Troy? Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. I know it's not San Diego, but it's still relatively close to home. What's it like for you to be back in SoCal, man? Uh, obviously, the first thing you notice is the weather. Um, it's obviously beautiful here, um, and you know I, I try to take every opportunity I get to, to come home and, and experience it. So um, it's been fun to be back. You got you got a uh, fan section over here as well. It's always nice yeah, to have yeah. uh, the Troy Warner shout fans out, here. Shout out the fam. Shout yeah. out to the fam. Yeah, they are here, which is awesome. Let's <laughs> yeah. see your mom uh, live. Uh, I, I love the hat, and I see some point steady of both shirts. They they killed the bowl game. So BYU's the champions forever. What forever champions. Okay, cool. That That's awesome, good right? To me. Yeah, there are no complaints there. Wear that swag forever, and it's going to be good. Yeah. You, how would you evaluate your freshman season? Um, you know, I, I think I did okay. Um, uh, I had an injury, so that kind of took me back a little bit. But um, it's a start. You know, I, I have uh, big goals this year that I want to achieve. So um, I'm hoping that I, with hard work I, I'll be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to this year. You've bulked up, man. I mean, just looking at pictures from last year to this year in some good ways. So what are you doing during the off season to get ready for your sophomore year? Um, we have a really good uh, strength and conditioning program at BYU. Um, coach Nuu, um, our head strength coach, is, is doing a really good job uh, getting us in the weight room and teaching us the right things nutrition-wise. And uh, obviously conditioning, like I said, he's really good at doing that those stuff. So, um, you know, we're lucky to have him. What's the schedule like right now for you guys? Um, you know, we're Monday, Monday through Friday. We have Wednesday off. Um, defense right now is going late, so we start at nine o'clock. Um, so we're in the sun. I don't know. That's not that's not too fun, but hey, we deal with it. Um, but yeah, that's that's usually what what it's looking like right now. How do you keep yourself motivated in June when you're still eighty four days away? I mean, we're getting closer, but it's a little ways out. Um, you know, we're just we're just looking forward to game one against Portland State. Um, and then obviously we have a really um, top loaded schedule with uh, LSU and Utah, Wisconsin. So uh, we got we got those teams on our mind right now, and we're just grinding so that we can um, start off the season uh, strong with with wins against all those teams. So, as you mentioned, BYU schedule loaded again, especially through September with LSU, Utah, Wisconsin. You get Boise State, Mississippi State in some nice October games. Which games do you have marked in your calendar that I know you're looking forward to every game but some just jump off the page what are those games for you um obviously LSU is really intriguing just what they've got going on there you know that's a that's a school with a lot of history um a lot of talent so it's a, it's a chance for for myself and my team to go out and 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 uh, make a statement there um obviously we want to we like Utah too we, we got them at home and I think this is going to be the year that we can we can get the W that's for sure so Let's just let that settle in for a second. <laughs> we like I want that. nothing. We, yeah, we had this huge conversation last week about LSU and Utah and the whole deal. Um, th- when you think about the schedule, because there's some great opponents on that schedule, mm-hmm. what, what's it like? Do, does that help your off-season conditioning where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make myself ready because we have this great schedule? Yeah, obviously it's a motivation. Um, you know, it, with, that, with those great teams, you want to you wanna go out there, obviously, like I said, to make a statement. So to do that, you got to put in the work in the offseason to get there. So um, we're just we're grinding real hard right now so that, we can, so that we can shine later. So 
Your good friend Kai Nakua is now playing for the Cleveland Browns, and there are some questions to be answered about who steps in as one of the safeties and what was a really productive secondary last year. What do you expect from the safety position next season? Um, you know, we, we still have uh, some experience there with Micah Hanneman. Um, we've got, we've got um, some, some fresh guys coming, coming uh, at the free safety position, but uh, we, we've got a lot of trust in them and um, in how they'll develop. Um, so we're, we're just looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. Um, so that'll, that'll be cool to watch. How about one of uh, your fellow cornerbacks, uh, Diane, the artist formerly known as Diane Lake? He changed his last name. Do you know how to say the last name? Um, I, I would say something like Gonwoloku. That's pretty that, close. Hey, that's, that's pretty good close. Enough. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, got it. Gonwoloku, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. You know who doesn't know? Ty Detmer. He thinks it's guacamole. <laughs> guacamole. Okay, that's, that's a new I'm one. I'm looking at you, that, Ty. So. <laughs> <laughs> he can hear us. He can hear us. What, tell us about your fellow cornerbacks, because there's a lot of talent returning with that group, including uh, Diane yeah, absolutely. We have we have a lot of talent um, with Dine, and we got Michael Shelton, you know, Chris Wilcox, Isaiah. Everybody, everybody is um, is willing and ready to to go when their name is called. So um, there's no for me. Um, I can trust them. They can trust me, and uh, uh, we continue to grind and work together so that we can be the best um, for for BYU. You mentioned uh, the injury last year, but was it a hamstring injury? Was yeah, that, yeah. Those can be weird, right? And they linger, and you're good, yeah. and then you're not. How difficult was that to battle through last year? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not one that, that likes to sit out of games. Um, you know, I, I like to be out there and help the team in whatever way possible. Um, but a hamstring injury, it's kind of one of those things that you just got to rest. You know, I try to play on it um, a little bit, and it, it kind of just got worse. Um, so I, I had to sit out a little bit to, to let that heal. But I'm 100% now, and I'm, I'm ready to go. So I know you're super hard on yourself. You're your own toughest critic, even as – with your brother, you know, looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. occasionally. What did you see on film from yourself last year? Like, oh, I got to fix that. I want to be better at this specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think physicality. Um, I, gotta, I feel like I need to be more physical. Um, you know, in the cover, and then coverage-wise, um, I, f- I feel like a lot of it is a, is a confidence thing. So now that I've got my feet wet, um, I feel like I can, I can go out there and just be, just be calm and be smooth and be myself. So. How much better can this defense be? Because I believe you guys were top 15 in scoring defense and takeaways. Those are the top two th- most important things, right? The points allowed and then taking the ball away. How much better do you think the defense can be? Um, you know, I, I feel like the sky is the limit for us. Um, we've, got, we've got a ton of guys returning, um, and we've got some new guys coming in that I feel like can, um, can do some stuff for us. So I feel like we can be really good this year, and I, I feel like we need to be the, the core for, um, for this team. So Let's rewind back to the Utah game. Uh, Kainakua has a targeting call. BYU fans didn't like to call. Didn't agree, right? He gets thrown out. Kalani Satake loses his stuff mm-hmm. on the sideline, right? Mm-hmm. The next play, Francis Bernard has an interception. What was that sequence like, and what did you learn early on about Kalani Satake, about what he's going to do for you? Yeah, that's just the type of guy he is. He loves his team, and he's willing to go to, to, go to bat for them. Um, so we, we just wanted to you know, support Kai um, and do whatever we could to to um, you know, just get the momentum momentum up on our side. So um, we love Kalani, um, and we love that that he likes to just support us all the time and do whatever he can to to make this team great. So supports one way of describing yeah. the way he was in that moment. <laughs> Very <laughs> animated <laughs> support. He, he was great. Yeah, he he was animated, but th- that's just the guy he is, and and I I love that about him. So I, I think I think he won over. He had won over BYU fans quite a bit. I think in that moment it was like that's our guy. Yeah, oh, that man. is our guy. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Absolutely. BYU's picked to finish as the 14th best defense, according to an earlier report 
from Bleacher Report. And you look at the numbers, last year, really good. I mean, in terms of giving up points and turning the ball over BYU, top 20 in the country, right? So to have recognition like that, what does that do for a team's mentality, knowing that, hey, there are people that believe in us? Yeah. Um, you know, like I've said, um, confidence, um, I feel like that brings a lot to us, um, knowing that, that we're one of the best and we can carry ourselves that way. And I feel like that, that'll be something that we can take into the season and, and just know in our minds that, that we can go out there and dominate, no problem. So, Hey, you just keep working hard. We'll eat the cougar tails. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You need to train. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that to you guys. <laughs> We're doing too much of that. Uh, we haven't asked you about Fred. Are you surprised it's taking this long? Um, I'm very surprised, actually. <laughs> so, what do you? We do don't even need to. You want us to ask? You I want to. Okay. Hey. What do you do better than Fred? What do I do better than Fred? Now that's a good question, right? So I'm, I want to know in what ways you guys Any, are talking anything. about. Anything. I honestly don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's something That's something I have to think about, honestly. I, I think I'm faster than him. You're faster than Fred. I, I mean, I need to be faster than him, right? I play, st- I play cornerback. He plays linebacker. So it's, it makes it makes sense to me. So that's one thing that I would say I'm, I'm, I'm better than him. Are you better at what do you, what do you two do when you video, hang out? Video you, games. I'm, are you better? I'm not much of a video game player. Because you're a real player. Because I'm a real player. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. He, he might beat me at video games, but – but uh, that that's fine. He's I, also a real player. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> Have you seen that guy? Yeah, that's fine. Woo! He's a real player, too. We Who were, has better hair? Um, I cut mine, so he, <laughs> he has better hair now. Got the palm tree thing. Yeah, up. he's yeah. he's got the yeah he's got plenty of names for that hair. I don't. Oh uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Troy's right. face is like, like, oh no! I, well, you I just painted you yourself into a corner now. <laughs> I told them something. <laughs> you know, you have to tell us at least one of the names now, Troy. I think one of them. I, I don't know. They call it a mop sometimes. Okay, uh, maybe, I can see that. Maybe like an, an eraser too. I don't know. <laughs> something, something like that. I, I thought you were the eraser. the eraser. I thought you were the eraser in corner. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I I like his hair, so I'm I'm gonna grow mine back out too. Warner Bros. coming this fall. Rated R. Hey, we did a commercial with the Kafusis, right? Maybe we need to do a commercial with the, with the, Warner, the Bros. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> On air, please. Get ready. Get uh, ready, okay. Troy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our promotions people might be contacting you very soon. Okay. Hey, great to talk to you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I Rock that it. poinsettia bowl swag. Okay. I love it. Champions forever. Forever. Hey, an update for you uh, from BYU Baseball. The Cougars, or Batcats, I should say, Hold Stanford, the number one seed and one of the top ten teams in the country, scoreless in the top of the first, three up, three down. BYU at the plate in the bottom of the first, currently with one out. The winner advances to take on Fullerton tonight. The loser, season's over. BYU baseball trying to end Stanford's season on Stanford's field. Daniel Summerhays, by the way, 11 under through 10 holes. He's still tied for first at the Memorial on the PGA Tour. Coming up. Let's talk to a linebacker, shall we? Butch Powell. But first, women's basketball sophomore guard Brenna Chase. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live in the beautiful city of Corona, California. SoCal BYU Fan Fest. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Send in your questions for any of our guests today. You can ask them what you want. I can't guarantee we're going to ask it, but you might as well try, right? That's exactly right. And, hey, coming up on uh, June 23rd, that is three weeks from yesterday. BYU Football Media Day. That's coming up quick. 
It's going to be awesome. Live on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Check it out June 23rd right here. We have covered a number of sports today, including gymnastics, women's volleyball, of course, BYU football, men's basketball, and now we're going to go to women's basketball with sharp shooting and now sophomore guard Brenna Chase. Brenna, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay, from Thornton, Colorado, now down to Southern California. How's the trip been for you thus far? Uh, It's been really good. It's been long, (laughs) but it's been really fun. Are you really complaining about having to go to the beach? Oh, never. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had to go to the beach and experience beautiful (laughs) weather and the ocean breeze. It's tough, yeah. It's real tough. But this is a cool experience, and you guys play across the country as well. What's it like to interact with all these fans in another state? Oh, it's so much fun. Everybody's so nice, and it's just good to meet everyone. It's a great time. Isn't it crazy when people are like, yeah, I live here way across the country, and I watch every game or whatever, and they know your stats, and they know your history. That's that's kind of a surreal experience as an athlete, I would assume. Oh, definitely. It's it's awesome to have that support. Okay, we, we like to joke around with Jeff Judkins quite a bit, uh, to the point where he's like, you guys must think I can take it uh, <laughs> at the Y Awards. I love it. Can he say your name correctly? No. Oh! <laughs> well, he then we're sometimes. right, Jeffrey. Sometimes. Okay, well, what, what does he say? He says Brenda. Brenda. And it's Brenda. Brenda. And it's Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. That's, I can see where he can get that one wrong. He calls Brenda. you Brenda? Sometimes, yeah. You, sh- oh. you should just not react. Just be like, who? Oh, are you talking to me? Because that's not my name. <laughs> and he's getting mad at Brenda. You're like, yeah, at least it's not me. <laughs> well, I, I think the Cassie Kathy thing is That's my favorite one. one. That's yeah. the best one. <laughs> that one's the funniest. Oh, he just got through uh, a big challenge. He had to hire a new assistant coach, uh, mm-hmm. Melinda Bendall, obviously leaving. And, I mean, she's got a whole slew of children to take care of at home yeah. and you know that's a huge loss because she's uh she's made a lot to the BYU women's basketball program but Ashley Garfield now steps in as the former director of basketball op- uh, uh, director of basketball operations what do you think about Ashley joining officially now the coaching staff it's awesome Ashley's great she's a she's always been really supportive and I think she'll make a great coach and I'm excited to have her who's the best player on the staff let's say shooter <laughs> who's the best shooter on the coach staff? Ray probably oh, or Judd Ray. actually Oh, that's a tough one. Wow, Co- I see. I wouldn't be surprised I thought if you were Ray was say like, Judd. "I am the best." No, it's it's actually I'm, it's probably Judd. Judd never warms up, and he hits everything in practice. That's everything. amazing, right? Like, yeah, it's crazy. He played in the NBA. The guy was <laughs> legit, right? What's no, it like to have awesome. a former NBA player as your head coach? That kind of experience. Um, it's awesome. He has so much experience, and he knows what he's doing, and it's good to have him. How would you rate your freshman season as a BYU basketball player? <laughs> Um, I had a lot of fun. It was I was kind of all over the place. Once I finally got settled in, it was really good. But I'd probably say, I don't know, out of 10, like at 8, I had a really fun okay. time. Okay, okay. It was good. Now you have, uh, you know, that guard line, especially uh, uh-huh. Christine Nielsen's gone and Mackenzie Pulsifer's gone. Kalani Purcell's playing professionally in Australia. We're going to talk to her fiancé, Butch Pau, coming up. Uh, those three are big losses. So what does that mean for you and this team as you try and fill the gaps next year? Um, I think that we have some great leaders in Amanda and Cassie, and I think that they'll definitely step up and help us to step up, and it'll be it'll be a good season next year. I'm have excited. You, have you consulted with Cassie on how to improve your game by 15 points per game? <laughs> Is it just take more shots? 
I have not yet, but I just got back to Provo yesterday. So okay, and then you came here, and then I came here. Yeah, so one day, and then you should just book right here. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's the thing. Let's book, let's book Brenna a chase. Excuse me, book Brenda, Brenda <laughs> Chaser, a flight directly from Colorado to California. Goodness. What position do you prefer to play? Because I know that you're pretty open to be a shooting guard or to control mm-hmm. the ball. Like, what what position do you want to play? I like to play both positions, honestly. I think it's fun to play both, and that's what I love about playing with Cassie is that sometimes she brings up the ball, sometimes I play, bring up the ball, and we just make it work. It's a good time. If I understand correctly, your mom, uh, is it Susie? Yes. She's a, she's a basketball coach? Mm-hmm. What does she coach? Um, she did coach high school. She stopped last year so she could watch some of my games and stuff and not be super busy. But Oh, wow. Yeah, she coached the C team in Colorado. So what what was that like growing up having a mom who was a coach? Like, did it end when you got home, to, or it was always on? <laughs> she actually didn't coach me much. She coached me when I was younger, and then after that, she coached at a different high school, one of our rival high schools. So it was fun to play against her teams and she, stuff. You played against your mom? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that, mom! Wow. What was that like? Guard it, it this. Was funny. We didn't talk like the whole week until <laughs> after the game. <laughs> at home, you're eating dinner, staring at each other quietly. <laughs> that awkward? Was that fun? Oh, no, it was fun. It was, it fun? was always fun. That's Man. interesting. Man, that would be interesting. Brenna Chase with us now, sophomore guard for BYU women's basketball. Jeff Judkins is very complimentary of your competitive nature on the floor. Like, right here, you're very, like, low-key and happy, but when you get on the floor, there's a little crazy inside of you, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, that's when Brenda. Yeah. That's Brenda the crazy Brenda one? Is that your Brenda. crazy alter ego? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you get on the floor? What what's what switch are you flipping? I mean, what what happens? Um, I don't know. I just I guess I really don't like to lose. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm very competitive. Yeah. You share that Brenda. with Cassie Broadhead. <laughs> Brenda is very competitive. You can you can say it in third person now. All right. Hey, Ca- oh, it's, I just called you Cassie. I almost called you <laughs> hey, Cassie, hey, but I Johnny stopped in the myself. House. What's up? I stopped myself. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Brenda, it's great to talk to you. Great talking Congratulations to you on a great you. freshman season, and uh, we'll try and do our part to get Juddy to call you the right name. <laughs> and t- tell Brenda hi for us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Brenda Chase, an update from the Stanford Regional for the BYU baseball team in the second inning. Game still scoreless. BYU and Stanford still tied at zero. On Stanford's home field, winner advances to take on Fullerton and lives to play another game. The loser Season's over. Stanford currently at the plate. Yeah, top top of the second, two down. Coming up, zero, Daniel zero. Summerhays moving up the leaderboard at the Memorial. Does he have anywhere else to go? He's at the top. <laughs> BYU linebacker Butch Powell will also join us. Untied. <laughs> Welcome back, sports friends across BYU Sports Nation. Glad to have you with us as we are live from Corona, California, the BYU Fan Fest in SoCal. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, broadcasting in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Of course, we are on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like partaking any one of our now over 1,000 episodes in the show's history. This is episode 1,002. Yeah. We feel like uh, it's our best one today. So we'll probably submit this for an Emmy later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, did you guys mention Friday the SVG? No, we should bring that up right now. Uh, I'll bring that up right now. The Sports Video Group uh, College Sports Awards gave BYU TV an award for Best Live Sports Production. Yes, yes. How about that? How about that? That's pretty cool. Men's Volleyball. 
Yeah. And Jerem Jordan happens to be the voice of men's volleyball. Why did, well, that's a coincidence. That's a, oh, my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. So I'm not even prepared to so, accept this great recognition. No, but seriously, congratulations to all of our uh, staffers all the way up so from the people. top. Michael Miner, senior coordinating producer, line producer, Harrison Collier, and everybody involved. There's a ton. So and all the way very down to cool. you. It's representative of every live game and every show that we do. And, and we appreciate our crew here who, who has worked so hard here. And everyone with BYU Sports. Well, our crew gets back to work specifically on June 23rd as football well. Football Media Day, man. Yeah. Let's talk football every day, all day, except for Sundays. No play well, Sunday. Well, no playing on Sunday, but we can talk about it. <laughs> Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. BYU baseball taking on Stanford right now. The Badcats survived Sacramento State to win a fifth straight elimination game yesterday. 0-0 zero, zero in the top of the second. One out. Stanford has two runners on base. The Cardinal yeah. threatening to score on their home field. There you go. Badcats trying to get out of that inning. Let's go. Uh, Dennis Pitta dislocated his hip for the third time in the last five years yesterday. This time it could be a career-ending injury for the Baltimore Ravens tight end, who set a franchise record 86 with 86 catches last year. Best of luck to Dennis with yeah, whatever just, this means. It just stinks. I hope. I hope everything works out for him because he's one of the best guys ever. Absolutely. And I know that you mean that wholeheartedly. I really do. Even we joke about him co-hosting the show. Yeah. He's not going to take that kind of paid cut, let's be honest. He is an amazing person. I hope that everything works out for him. Yeah, well, if he gets healthy, then I'd be a little bit worried, Jeremy. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> Daniel Summerhays alone in first place. Oh, yeah. At 12 under par through 11 holes in round three of the PGA Tours Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio. That's right. A BYU alumnus is leading the PGA Tour event in Ohio right now. By three shots, Spencer. By three now. By three over Matt Kuchar. Let's go. Oh, listen, when you're beating Matt Kuchar, you're in a good spot on the PGA Tour. Like, yeah. that's, that's really good stuff. D-Sum's bringing it. And Ben Patch led Team USA Volleyball. With 17 kills today and a five-set loss to Canada. They played that in Serbia. It's in World League competition. Jake Langlois, four kills, two blocks in an ace. The U.S. plays Belgium tomorrow. Joining us now, linebacker standout, Butch Pau. Oh, yeah. recently engaged, yeah. romantic. Congratulations. Butch, That's very cool. Yeah. How did you do it, man? Uh, oh, she has a cousin who is a photographer, and whenever he wants to do a couple uh, photo shoots, he texts us and lets us know, hey, I want to do a shoot with you. So we've done it a couple of times, and so I texted him saying, hey, I'd like to do a photo shoot out at Enzyme Peak, but there there's going to be a surprise. I'm going to propose. And so we were doing the photo shoot, and I had asked her brother to call just so that I could be able to take out the ring, and she wouldn't notice. So she was FaceTiming her brother at the time, facing the temple, and she turned around, and he had a sign say, will you marry me? And she was like, wait, what? Why are you asking me this? And then he said, turn around. Look at the person behind you. <laughs> and she looked behind, and I was on her knee, and I proposed. I was oh, wondering yeah. how you had these amazing photos of that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I got to <laughs> think. That's the perfect, perfect setup, setup though. Though. Shout out to Lyle. Shout out to Lyle That's for the sure. Lyle's the setup. man. Lyle's the man. That's yeah. amazing. Um, how much taller than you is she? I don't know. She's six Get out two. of here. You she's know. Six, she's six two. And you are? I'm five eleven. Wait, Kalani's taller inches. than you, Butch? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> when I have my cleats and helmet on, I'm taller than her. Yeah, okay, there you go. Even, yeah. That's exactly. what that's what matters. You joked with me yesterday when I saw you at the party. I'm like, 
Hey, uh, so I noticed something. You're like, what? That my fiance is taller than me? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but <laughs> yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It's a new trend. He's okay? a defensive player. <laughs> Kalani signed with uh, a professional team in Australia. Yeah, right? she did with the Melbourne team. That's very so cool. She signed a two year contract and is out there from now till January. She's busy. And you're engaged. And we're engaged. Yeah. She's very busy. That's hard. Tough, very tough. How do you communicate with the time difference between here and there? Whenever she's free, uh, after her workouts in the morning, we'll try and talk that to like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. And then I'm up at, in bed asleep by like 9 or 10, wake up, and she's going to bed by then. So Doing your thing. Yeah, we talk for maybe an hour, two hours Is a like day. Like FaceTime? Or? Yeah, FaceTime. See, at least there's that, there's right? There's that, yeah, but still it's kind of tough. That would be really hard. Yeah. I mean, are there any plans for you to go out there at any point or her to come back? Is there even I mean, time to do that? There is a couple of weeks off in the next couple of weeks that we'll have after this lifting session is over. But we'll see. I don't know. That's a lot of money to go out there to Australia or New Zealand. Is this the hardest thing about your preseason? Is it harder lifting more yes. than you've lifted before or this? Yes. Uh, I'd say lifting is a lot harder than this. <laughs> <laughs> <He's taking laughs> <piss>. Yeah. <laughs> Butch Powell with this BYU linebacker headed for what he hopes is a memorable season. And just, I mean, the schedule alone and even starting on ESPN against Portland State in late August before you get LSU in Houston, this is shaping up to be a very entertaining uh, season for BYU football. What are you looking forward to most? I think the thing I'm looking forward to most is seeing how we play against those teams that we have. Wisconsin, LSU, Boise State again. You left off one, a significant one. No, I'm not worried about that one. We're, <laughs> well, <laughs> we've talked about it a couple of times. We, we will handle our business. We will make sure yes. to handle our business. But I think with preparation and what we're doing and seeing differences from last year in regards to our body and the way that we played this spring ball, we should have a good year. You were known for, you know, you're smiling, you're laughing while you dished out these punishing hits. Remind people of kind of the fun you have on the field and why it is that you're almost giggling while you play football. My my motto when I play football is just to have fun. And that's been the motto that I've had since I was a kid. And so whenever I had a big kid when I was in Little League or high school, I was always laughing. Um, and I think there was a time where I was a little bit angry in Pop Warner, but my parents corrected me right after that. That was Against San Clemente Tritons, I do remember that day. It was a Saturday afternoon. I came home, and I got a big scolding from my parents saying, why are you, why are you screaming at your teammates and all of this? And that kind of changed me. And so ever since then, it's been play happy, and you'll play better. And so that's my One philosophy. game? You were angry for one game your entire football career growing yeah, up? I think. Uh, actually, high school, our rivalry against modern day, Survive versus modern day, is always a big rivalry out here in California. Okay. And I was a little bit angry then at times. but How still. dare you get angry during such a during physical, a violent sport against your I did get angry nemesis. yesterday against some little kids who had challenged me to a basketball <laughs> match. They said they would beat me to the best of three, and I'd make sure that that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, you're from this area. Uh, yes. How far away is your house? Uh, an hour away. An hour away. An hour, hour and a half. What's it like to be back and have the fan fest in uh It's nice to be home hour. in California. Uh, we were at the beach yesterday. I stayed in the water for maybe an hour or two hours. Uh, both Adam Pulsifer and I, we were there with Sion and Takitaki, Fred, and some other guys. But then we all had left, and then only Adam and I went back into the ocean because you don't get that out in Utah. You have the pool. Yeah. So yep. Your apartment pool is not doing it for you? No, it's not. Saying? It's not. 
A little, bit, a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> your leg's not cutting it. <laughs> How are you feeling health-wise? How's your knee most, most 100%. important? 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's 100%. Uh, the, the rest after our bowl game against Wyoming allowed me to rest even more and just relax it. And when I came back, I talked to the strength coaches saying, hey, like, this is what I want to do. I want to be able to lift this much weight. And so I will need to figure out a way to be able to have some time off or whatnot. But we'll be working with the trainers, and they'll let you know what we can do. And so 100% now. Before your knee injury, you were on pace for roughly 4,737 tackles last year. <laughs> do you expect to have at least 100 this year? I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, we'll take it a game at a time. We have some tough teams, but we also have some tough linebackers that are going to want to get a tackle too. I mean, Fred and Francis are ball hawks, so we're just all going to be competing to see who can get the ball, get to the ball first. This defense was so good last year. Top 15 in scoring, points allowed, and takeaways. Do you think you can kind of replicate her and get even better this year? For sure. I think so. I mean, we're definitely going to miss kind of cool, but I think we have some guys that are filling in. Troy and uh, Diane Lake uh, both performed really well this spring ball. Micah Hanneman did really well, Zane Anderson, and uh, Tanner Jacobson is also another guy that is going to surprise a lot of people. And so I think we're going to do better than last year. But You mean Diane Gonwoloku? However you pronounce the name, <laughs> I don't know. Diane, get that ball, please, now. Exactly. Yeah. Just the artist formerly known as Diane the Lake, The artist right? formerly known as Diane Lake. Yeah, Butch Powell with us on BYU Sports Nation live from close to his hometown. He played at Servite High School. We are in Corona, California. How much family do you have here with you today? Well, I have my parents here. My sisters are getting ready for prom, so they weren't able to make it. But I have, It's a big day. Yeah, it's a big day for them. Um, and I have a lot of cousins out here. I have a lot of cousins that live out in Temecula. So I'm not going to say how many because <laughs> Polynesian families are huge. But, yeah, I have a Every, lot here. Everyone knows someone from Temecula everyone is, or someone that's selling something from <laughs> Temecula, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Butch Powell with us. Uh, Mo Longy, I saw you talking to him, and, and you guys just spent some good time together. And, and you've been uh, – you know, outspoken about what a good, fun, goofy guy he is. Yeah. Uh, how would you explain your relationship with the big man, Mo Longy? Uh, I th- we're guys that are just always happy all the time. And so we connect really well in that aspect. We're always trying to see who we can help just smile. Uh, yesterday we were doing a good job of that, of just being able to hang out with the kids. And it's just funny to see the kids, like, react when they see him. They just look up. The and, kids? Yeah, the kids. You mean everybody? <laughs> I say the kids because Everyone's know. a kid next <laughs> to them. Oh, baby. You yeah. are right, especially, yeah, he's, what, seven feet tall, 400 pounds. Yeah. Big guy, big guy. Something, Something like, like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. What, how's his football transition coming along? He's doing well. He's been doing a lot of conditioning. That's what uh, our strength and conditioning staff has been having him do just to kind of start the process of getting his legs and body into that shape just because he's never done it before. And so he's actually done a really good job. He finished the hardest part, which is pushing a 45-pound plate across the field 100 yards and back. And he had to do that, don't know how many times, but more than Whoa. 50 times, I assume. But Wow. Yeah, that was just the start of what he had to do. But he's doing better now. Now they got him running, and he moves really well for a guy his size. So we're excited to see what he can do. I took a picture yesterday at the party, and people kept cropping it and saying, can we get some sandals that fit this guy? Yeah, can we get a helmet that can fit this guy? There were, did you guys get one? That was an issue, I'm not right? sure. I'm not sure. He tried one on, and you guys didn't have one, right? Yeah, he, they tried the biggest size, and it didn't fit. So 
<laughs> It'll be custom made for sure. It's gonna be a lot that's custom made. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's pretty cool. I mean, because you know, a lot of people had questions about you know what, what's he like, but you say that you and he connect because you want to make people feel happy. Yeah. Like what? What is it that drives you to do stuff like that? I don't know. That's just the kind of person that I am. It's the kind of person that he is. If you hang out with him, you'll see him laughing all the time, and it'll be about nothing. He'll just smile and start laughing out of nowhere, and that's just who we, he is. We can relate to that. Yeah. On this you show. really we can. Do, yeah, nothing. And we're like, ah! Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yes. There's so much happening in Bush's mind right now. That was just so. Which we appreciate the time, man. Very cool that you get to be here with family. Great to see you. And, uh, in your neck of the woods. Yeah. We'll be bothering you again soon, I'm oh, sure. Oh, for sure. All right. Miss you guys. Hey. Congrats, by the way. I miss you already. A thousand and two episodes. Yeah. That's you, awesome. And you were on the thousand and second. Pretty crazy, right? Like yeah. a notable number, like a thousand yeah. and two. Not a thousand. A thousand and two. <laughs> you and Kalani. Me and Kalani. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Butch. Thank you. Update from the Stanford Regional. BYU Baseball got out of the top of the yeah. second unscathed. They had two runners on. Stanford did. But no score. BYU now batting in the bottom of the second. Still tied at zero. Brock Hale reached base on a cardinal error. He stole second base. And I'm being told now that that threat is over. So it's 0-0 going to the third. Let's go. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, women's soccer defender Danica Bowman. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live from California, Corona to be exact. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing BYU Sports Nation two-hour special Saturday edition from the BYU Fan Fest. We remind you that you look at this. I know it's it's awesome. Look at all these BYU fans here today. It's fantastic. We do it on Saturday. We do it big. Absolutely. If we're gonna if we're gonna do a do a show on Saturday, it's gonna be huge. Double the time. Double the time, double the flavor. Episode 1002 for those counting at home, and you should mark your calendars for June 23rd specifically. Football Media Day, people. Tune into uh, BYU TV, BYU Radio. We'll have a two-hour special that day, like we said. We're going to make it big, so let's do two hours. State of the program, Lavelle Edwards, The Coaching Tree, uh, Web Chats, among other shows. It's going to be a great day, June 23rd, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation for all of the latest and greatest headlines, including what's happening with BYU Baseball there in the NCAA tournament against Stanford. 0-0 going to the third. There you go. Yeah, top of the third, 0-0 with Stanford. And then Daniel Summerhays, uh, he's the leader by two shots now. Still two shots uh, through 12. PGA Tours Memorial, that is the tournament hosted by the great Jack Nicklaus, the Golden Bear. And you can always respond to uh, what we have on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Send in your questions, comments for our guests or for Jeremy and I, and tell us where you're watching. Danica Bowman is from Redlands, California. She is a sophomore star for the BYU women's soccer team. I I know you're from Southern California, and, and, I mean, this isn't technically your hometown, but it's close enough, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely nice to be back in the warmth. None of this Utah dry, cold weather. <laughs> That's good. <How laughs> it's good you, to be warm now. Yeah. It just takes until June. Yeah. yeah How yeah. did you first hear about BYU? Like, what was your first recollection of BYU and BYU soccer specifically? Um, both my parents went to BYU, but I was not a big BYU fan. I was kind of like USC, UCLA. Um, and then BYU made it to the Elite Eight, and I was like, oh, okay, they're pretty legit. Like, mm. let's kind of look into BYU soccer a little bit. So that 2012 season oh, was yeah. the one. Oh, definitely. That was a magical run. And you guys have been trying to push towards that. Sweet 16 last year, which was amazing. What was the best part about last year's year? I think just we had so many great seniors that um, 
played so well and we all worked so hard to get there and it was kind of just like our, the results showed what we had been working towards so we're excited for this year to kind of like maybe beat that 2012 season well, you so. talked about the experience because i mean the likes of ashley hatch who was the number two overall pick yeah. in the professional women's soccer league Michelle Vasconcelos went number yeah. 11. Yeah, Ashley played for Team USA's senior squad, and she's playing with the under-23 team right now. Uh, not to mention Paige Hunt, Barker. I mean, there are so many good players that you had to say goodbye to. Why such high expectations after that amount of talent leaving? Yeah, we definitely lost a lot of uh, key players, but I think it just gives all of our other players a chance to step up, and that's what all we're, we're all working towards. So I think everyone's on board, and we just want to kind of beat what they did last year i mean we love them but we're kind of like all right let's show that we can do it by ourselves how would you evaluate your play in your freshman season as you uh kind of got into collegiate women's soccer um definitely a new experience um but i was lucky to kind of get some good minutes and play with a great back line that taught me a lot so i learned a lot my freshman year and got a lot of good experience that i can now build off of this year let's talk about the tradition you guys have and if i'm not mistaken you're still doing it where you kind of gather you say something, and then you almost yeah. you spit, right? Yeah. Well, they spit. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I try. Mark your territory it's more something. of a little drool. I got better. You drool out onto the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We still do that. Um, the first time we did it, I messed up my line quite a bit. But towards the end of the year, got it. Got a little you better. You figured it out. You and came in as a young player, and, I mean, you had a significant impact on a team that was – senior heavy with some stars what kind of pressure were you feeling in that position oh um a lot because <laughs> I was definitely not expecting that I mean I think every freshman you hope you're like wow I really want to play and start um but you kind of have to be realistic with yourself and know that there's a lot of good players that came before you so um it was really exciting but definitely nerve-wracking but I had a ton of great players around me that made it easy what was it like to jump in and you're, tra you're talking about, oh, transition, trying to figure out. And then you're a top five team for a lot of the year. Like that ride, was, I imagine, was pretty fun. What was oh, that like? so fun. Um, and Jen would always remind us like how great we are. But, you know, we wouldn't really look at the ranks. Like we would and we're like, wow, that's great. But we were always just focused on the next game. And I think that's what made it easy to cope with because we're not worried about that. We're just worried about the next game. What was the number one appeal during the recruiting process that made you think, yeah, I, I want to play for Jen Rockwood specifically. I want her to be my head coach. Um, she's just a winner. Like, the moment you sit on campus and she's showing you around, you're like, wow. She wants to win. She knows how to win. Um, she's built the program, so she just knows the ins and outs of college soccer, and it's just a privilege to play for her. The associate head coach is Chris Watkins. He took head coaching gig at Gonzaga. Is that going to be weird to have him in league or going to compete against Chris? It is going to be weird, but it's going to be really fun. I think – it definitely will be weird to see him across the field, but um, he was a great coach, huge part of our success, but we're really excited to have Brent. He's a great addition, so it'll be fun. Brent we, Anderson from uh, Utah Valley. That's right. Yeah. We did a show a few weeks ago about if you could just have that one game over for any BYU team, like which game would you play over again? And for me, <laughs> I thought it's got to be women's soccer against South Carolina because I honestly felt like you were the better team. You dominated the pace of play, the flow of the game, but – I think it was a <coughs> junky penalty call. That Oh, yeah. That was me. <laughs> you had the foul? It was, yeah. <laughs> that was a little scarring of my freshman year. but no, I, thought that was a I thought it was a terrible call. So did I. <laughs> they score on a penalty kick. So how has yeah. that been for you to process that frustration after uh, having to come off that loss like that? 
Oh, it was horrible. Because, yeah, we were definitely the better team, I think. Um, we had a lot of opportunities. But it's just good motivation for next year. Um, definitely a horrible trip home. But now we're just excited for next year. Hopefully we see them again and we can, you know, have the real outcome. Okay. Okay. What did your coaches say to you after that game? Um, they just told us we had a great season. There were no um, negative comments or bad thoughts. It was just all positive. Um, it was just tough to say bye to the seniors because they definitely deserved to go farther, all that they built for this program. But our coaches were nothing but positive and complimentary, so it was great. Danica, it's great to have you. I'm sorry to bring up such a painful <laughs> scar and memory right. from you. Can joke about hey, it Hey, remember now. that one time um, when you were called for a penalty and BYU lost in the Sweet 16? And you brought it up on TV. <laughs> it's all right. You're a good sport. Family. <laughs> you, are, you are a good sport. Yeah. We're going to talk later. We'll have a conversation and be like, remember how that helped you guys get into the final exactly. four? Exactly. Yes. You Bringing that? this up to stir up the anger and the oh, passion yeah. inside. The motivation. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danica, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. All right, BYU Sports Nation will continue. We're winding down. I'm going to eat some of this cookie dough. It's been sitting here, and I am two I am, hours I have to go. eat some now. I have to eat some. Update from BYU Baseball at the Stanford Regional. While Jerem eats that cougar tail it's donut. So good. Maverick Buffo hasn't given up a hit through three innings. BYU and Stanford still tied at zero with the Batcats coming to the plate in the bottom of the third. We'll have Steve Cafusi joining us next from BYU Football. Oh, close your mouth. Welcome back to Southern California, the city of Corona. This is the BYU Fan Fest. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. I can't believe we are almost through two hours. It's been fun, man. It went so fast. Loaded. And And all these fans are hanging out. I know. It's great. I know. An update uh, for you from BYU Baseball. They are playing in the Stanford Regional. In the bottom of the third inning, BYU trying to break a scoreless tie in an elimination game. The Cougars have won five straight elimination games going back to the West Coast Conference Tournament. They beat Sacramento State yesterday, now trying to dispatch of one of the top ten teams in the country on their home field. Yeah, it's the bottom of the third. Brendan Anderson singled to start the inning. Two outs, 0-0. There you go. And then Daniel Summerhays up two strokes through 13 at the Memorial. How about that on the PGA Tour? going for what would be his first PGA Tour win. He's been in a three-way playoff. Today and tomorrow. He's he's in good shape right now. Uh, We want to thank all of our guests today, and specifically our last guest of the day right now who is joining us on the desk, Steve Kafusi. Steve, you're a staple to the program now, man. How you doing? And not just this TV show. We're talking BYU athletics overall. First team all-parent in BYU sports (laughs) history, I think, right? First team all parent. That's yeah, are you one. cool with that? Alexis, Bronson, Corbin. That's pretty good. Gosh. You got a few you got a They made me look good. You got good. a few more, right? They made me look yeah. good. So we'll get you Thank some you sort of celebratory document or something, or Jeremy will share part like of the night. Yeah, with I, you. I already shared that. Yeah, <laughs> you're not a player, so I can share with you. How's uh how's your uh youngest son Devin? Or excuse me, that's your daughter. Um Devin is yeah, my younger daughter. Yeah, boy. yeah. She yeah. she played soccer and everything. Oh, oh Daryl? D- sorry, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl Michelle. There's so many, I'm losing track. I know. It's okay. Who's Remind me of the name of your son on a mission. So the twins, the youngest one, are twins, uh, Devin and Daryl. Devin, yeah. Okay. So Devin's yeah. in Germany, right? Yes. Wow. How's he doing? He's doing great. Yeah. Doing great. I think he um, I think he returns October 5th. That's the, the return You're acting day. like you don't know the date. You've got like a I paper chain at home. That you're like, you know, I'm on TV. i got to think quicker. <laughs> hey, Wait, uh, he hey, gets home on up. October 5th? Yes. Of this year? Yes. Start school in January. 
That went Does fast. that not feel weird? Another Kafusi. So some people are like, we have another Kafusi? Yes. This is great. Yes, this another Kafusi down the line. Uh, let's get the update on uh, your other your other guys. I mean, they're not as important, Bronson and Corbin, but, <laughs> but how uh, how's Bronson doing in Baltimore? Uh, yeah, Bronson's an OTA, I guess they call it, off-season training, and uh, he's doing great. You know, we Corbin talks to him every day, and uh, every now and then I talk to him and see how he's doing. But, uh, you know, last year he had an injury, so uh, he's doing really good this year, not bothering him. So, so far, so good. And then, of course, Corbin has said, uh, you know what, I'm going to focus on football. What's what's that like for Corbin now that he can put all his energy into football? Yeah, I think he's finally figured out he's got to focus on one sport. It's hard to do both, especially this past season, because he was able to do both. And it was really hard on his, you know, physically on him and uh and, and especially now that he's got, what, two years left of football, so he wants to focus on the, the football part of it and, and try to get really good at just one thing. Does he have three years left of football because he was a freshman last year? No, two. He only has two? So he'll two. be a junior. Oh, okay. Before he would have been a senior as a basketball player this gotcha. fall. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. so he has two years left. Yeah. I, I said this initially in jest, but then I thought, no, 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 this is real. I think Corbin Kafusi was one of the key components of BYU winning at Gonzaga in basketball. Because he could physically match up somewhat with Karnowski. He will finish undefeated in his basketball career at Gonzaga. What do you think That's of right, that idea? 3-0. Yeah. Well, I always thought there's a place for him, right? He has a role. Yeah. And, and that is to, it doesn't matter how big the guys are, the opposite team, but he has that football strength where he can post up, he can push them around, you know, and he won't, even though he's skinnier than them, but he's, he has that strength physically that he can, you know, not be moved. Kelly so Olenek really of the helped. Celtics know, plays good knows defense. all too well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. That was fun to watch. If anybody has earned the right to coach the linebackers after everything that you've done and take over this very talented group, it's you, man. I mean, you're, again, with the uh, All-American parent or first-team first all-parent. First-team all-BYU parent. You now coach a linebacker crew that is really motivated and really excited. What are your expectations for your position group oh, in 2017? Man. You know what? There's a lot to live up to especially uh, after the last season. So I'm really excited about coaching the linebackers. I've always wanted to, uh, you know, coach another position. You know, I've been coaching D-line, I think, 23 years. And so I appreciate uh, Coach Tuyaki and Kalani giving me the opportunity to, uh, you know, coach another position. Yeah. It's nice when the cupboard's full, too. You return the three starters. You got some really good, talented guys back there. Yeah, That's, really. That makes it a lot, uh, yeah. I imagine, a little bit easier, I guess. Yeah, really excited about um, – you know, about our, our group this year with the, with the experience coming back. You know, we do have some holes to fill, but, you know, spring ball we're able to, uh, you know, evaluate more kids, you know, whether they've been redshirting or off their mission or, you know, just find a bigger role, you know, this fall. So looking forward to those other, you know, young people to step up and you know, find a role. Coach, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I can't think of a better way to end this two-hour fan fest than with the presence of Steve Kafusi. Oh, you guys are way too nice to me. <laughs> we needed a Philadelphia Eagle, so I'm glad that you were up there. <sighs> hey, you had Ty here? He's, a, he's an Eagle guy, too. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, he's busy. We're good. <laughs> look, yeah, look at that line. Look how long Ty's yeah. line is. Coach Sitaki. I think they think it's for a free cougar tail or something, and then they show up and it's Ty and Kalani. They're like, oh, okay, fine. I'll get another guy. <laughs> yeah. Coach, thanks for the hey. time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Dave. Uh, you got it. You Let's give our rise and shout out now. And who deserves it, Jerem? Uh, the BYU Athletic Department for putting this on. I know David Almodova and all of his crew, all, obviously the city of Corona oh, and the man. coordination there, our crew that's been able to be here. This is awesome. Not every school can do what you're looking at right here. We're in Corona, California, doing a BYU 
show and and FanFest. This is great. Final uh, 20 seconds of the show, 0-0 for BYU Baseball in Stanford uh, at the Stanford Regional in an elimination game. Good luck to Daniel Summerhays as up he two strokes. his first PGA Tour win. He's up two strokes, as Jerem just said. Thanks to everyone on our crew. We love all of you. Huge effort to make this happen. It's been great to be with you from sunny Southern California. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Andrew Ord. We'll see you on Monday. 